0: Hello and welcome back to the When You're Podcast, the podcast for when you're doing anything. Today we're talking about when you're watching Star Wars Episode 4, A New Hope. Um, I mean, it's just technically, when it first came out, it was just Star Wars. But then they added the Episode 4 and the A New Hope stuff. So anyways, look, today is uh, May the 4th, and uh, I thought... This would be a fun time to reflect on the the franchise of Star Wars. So, let me first start off by saying that when I first watched this movie, I was like about... <clears throat> I mean, I didn't watch it when I was like... Until like a, a while. I, I, I was 15 when I first watched it. There was like doing reruns of it or whatever. It was kind of like my first time ever... <clears throat> diving into it and thankfully that was kind of like the first i mean i had known about star wars and you obviously know about the iconic line and stuff beforehand right but like i didn't know i didn't really care all that much about the story i just knew that they they fought with the lightsabers and that was cool and there was some other thing that happened and i i wasn't all that into it is all i'm trying to say but when I watched it for the first time, I was like, "Man, this is old." I was like, "the the the way that it looked, it was just very choppy, and it just it didn't look as as crisp and as clean as some of the other movies I had seen um, in the movies, and I, I kind of watched growing up." But nevertheless, I was I was interested to like figure it out. And when I first saw Luke Skywalker, like when they first like introduce him and they get to know the character and you like care about him and stuff. I was kind of like, at first I was, I was really not all that like, oh wow, this guy is definitely cool. I was like, this guy is pretty, pretty not the, he doesn't seem like the hero type. He just kind of just seems like a regular old <clears throat> He's just a kid, you know. I I wasn't like in awe of him. Like sometimes you get you're in awe of people, right? Sometimes you're kind of like, okay, this is like your everyday average person, but they become like this this hero type thing. But when I first saw him, I was just kind of like, It's kind of bland, you know, in my opinion. But then Obviously, throughout the course of the movie, you're like he's actually a pretty nice guy. He's he's not so bad. He's he's pretty cool. I, I have no problem against him. And so as you go out through the movie, you kind of see, you kind of notice. Um, and there are things that I like picked up on after the fact after I watched it. But during my first watching, I was kind of like it doesn't really get cool or interesting until they get to the um, <clears throat> until they get to the the Death Star or, or the. the Onto Vader's ship is all I'm trying to say. He doesn't get cool until there. Until he actually has to do some some rescuing. He actually has to do some... Uh, he's completing his mission, doing the big boy stuff. So, up until then, I was just kind of like... I was a little bit more interested in uh, Obi-Wan and Han Solo. Oh, Chewbacca even. I found a lot more interesting because they felt a lot more dangerous and Obi-Wan was a lot more wise. So Obi-Wan, the first time I saw him, I was kind of like, I was like, this guy is hiding something. He's mysterious, but he's also kind of like, uh, he knows everything about the galaxy, you know? And those, at the time when I was a kid, I was like, old people are the people to really like look at and to, you know, you never look at the main character. You look at maybe like the older, more wiser versions because they they always come through with a, better dialogue they always have uh, a lot more to say and a lot more to to kind of contribute to the to the story as a whole whereas Luke is kind of like you know he's a he's a bit he he's supposed to be like the audience right he's he's unaware he doesn't know anything he's he's navigating as as it's coming to him you know so we're supposed to get it through him you know we're supposed to learn about everything through him but uh the first time I saw it I was like Obi-Wan's so cool. You know, he's he's really smart and he's very wise. He's old. He uh he knows a lot about Luke and his family history. He can take him throughout the galaxy and he kind of like knows everybody or he kind of uh has an idea of what to do. <clears throat> Whereas Luke is like, "I have no idea what's going on. Let me just follow, you know, let me follow uh old Ben here." Now, the cool thing, the coolest thing about the Star Wars franchise, you can you can have all kinds of like, um, I mean, you could you could say. Uh, The Millennium Falcon, you know, or or any starship, you know, being able to travel between uh, planet to planets, uh, aliens, you know, being able to maybe levitate and push objects with your hands or through the use of the force or whatnot. You know, these are all cool abilities and these are all cool things that um, you can do over time or or that we see in in the movie. But the number one coolest thing, you cannot deny it, and it's the main, it's the crit, it's the most critical to the Star Wars franchise and that's the lightsaber. The moment I saw that lightsaber I was like <clears throat> I mean, at first I, I just was like, yeah, they just put like some they just put like a, a line, you know, like a like a blue like a light blue line on the on the actual thing and then they said, "Look, it's uh it's a lightsaber." And I was like, yeah, th- th- it's really old, but at the same time I was like that's so cool. The, the lightsaber is the coolest weapon to have. It's just so... It's unlike a sword. Now, the, the reason why it's cool is because I don't think there's... um. Not that I'm saying it doesn't require training, but it's like you don't need a lot of... uh muscle to carry it like you know when you carry a sword you have to get used to the weight of it how to how to precision it just right to cut through stuff with a lightsaber you can just kind of swing it and that's it you know that's that's all you need to do right it's it doesn't require a whole lot of brute force which i kind of like it's a lot more of a skillful weapon but at the same time it's kind of like you know you can't because it's so light you have to you have to keep be aware of it at all times because, um, I, I was just kind of thinking, like, with a sword, you can kind of gauge where the, the end of it is or the tip of it is based on the weight. So you can kind of, like, or the way that it, you know, the weight is, distrib- <sighs> the weight is distributed differently, okay? So you can kind of, like, tell, oh, it's going to be too far. I might accidentally stab someone or hit someone. With a lightsaber, it's, like, uh... If you swing it around carelessly, you might accidentally hit somebody or do something different, which is why it's like you have to keep your eye on it and you have to have good good control. And that always felt like the... Uh, well, for me, anyways, the green lightsaber was always the one that popped out the most. But the blue lightsaber is uh, probably the most iconic. It's probably the most... Um, it's it's definitely everybody's main go to. I feel like the green one is kind of like they they attribute it to more Yoda and and other stuff like that. You know, it's not really the main uh combat weapon, right? Because the blue one is more so for for combat. It's more for uh, strong warriors, I guess. And the green one is for people who are like. Who need a lightsaber, but they're more in touch with the force? It's kind of stuff like that. Uh, is what I've I've read and what I've figured out about. But the I I always I never liked the idea that the red lightsaber makes you evil. Or like, only the Sith get red lightsabers. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I kind of like uh liked evil villains uh like general grievous i liked when he collected multiple like the green and blue lightsabers and he used that from jedi that he killed spoilers if you haven't spoil okay if you haven't watched star wars spoilers all right and i don't i don't think i need to put that out there but i'm just saying you know all of the star wars movies if you haven't watched any of those but spoiler alert right now okay a little late but you know what I'm saying? Anyways, he would carry those and he would fight with that. And I was always kind of like, yeah, like, why wouldn't you use that? Or why wouldn't any, because um, like, if you're a Sith Lord, if you're like uh, working for, you know, uh, at the time, the if you're one of the bad guys, why not just carry around a, a blue one or a green one to try to fit in? But, you know, I, I don't know. that's just me and I always felt like what if a a regular good Jedi used a red lightsaber that would be cool too you know I thought that would that would definitely be a nice fit but overall the lightsaber is something that I've always wanted It's, it's something that's just so cool something so you ever think about like what would you do in like a, a dangerous situation? So like I used to think about this in school all the time. As when I was growing up, I was like, if uh you know, if somebody comes into the room right now and tries to, to to kill everybody or tries to like attack everybody at the school or whatnot, I'm like, okay, so I'd have to do this and then this. I'd have to like grab the desk and then turn it over, or I'd have to like disarm them and grab them and hit them with the stapler, you know, like stab them with my pen, stuff like that I would think about. And then I was kind of like, if we were living in the Star Wars universe, I would kind of just like, I would pull out my my lightsaber and I would just chuck it, you know? And then uh, I would pull it back as soon as I, I stab him or I cut him apart and stuff like that. And then that would be the end of it. Right, because I feel like that would be the way that it works. But anyways, back to back to Star Wars: A New Hope. Um, the the situation that's presented to Luke is kind of it's once in a lifetime. He he literally gets a once in a lifetime mission, and he kind of I mean, without uh, Obi Wan with him. He would have died. He would have he would have been killed right off the bat. But Obi Wan's a good guy, you know. Obi-Wan, he knows Luke's destiny and he knows that eventually everything's gonna come the way that it's supposed to. And he has to just kind of he has to not not go with it, but like give him a little push, you know, give him the push that Luke needs to to become a Jedi, to become something that he needs to be in something that he is kind of looking for, kind of wants to be. He wants to be a pilot. He wants to be something great. And it's not until the opportunity presents himself that he can actually, actually achieve it and, and go for it and try it. So this once in a lifetime mission is something I don't want to say it's something that we all are kind of waiting for. We shouldn't wait for it, right? Like he waits for it or he he dreams about it. And I feel like a lot of us do that. But in reality, it doesn't come to us all so easily. It doesn't come to anybody really all that easily. It takes creating that opportunity for yourself. And I think they got really good at making Luke... um, They made Luke push you know or or go after what it is that he he wants. So obviously in the beginning of the movie things happen to him and he just he has to ride through it right and then at the end when Obi-Wan dies or is like gives himself over to the force, he um, he takes it upon himself to be like no. I want to join the the X-wing fighters or whatever. I want to join that group. I want to uh, take on that that role. I want to be a part of it. And he creates, he puts himself in that place. He creates that opportunity for himself to to fly that that uh, those ships, which is kind of crazy when you think about it, but. Maybe it is just that easy to on that on the day of to fly those those X-wing fighter fighter planes uh, X-wing flight fighter uh ships. Maybe it is that easy. You know, it, it's really hard to gauge or to to tell if it's if it's really that easy. But you know, I, we'll we'll go with it for the time being. So. After that, he just goes for it. He goes after what he wants. He he takes it mad, life into his own hands. Cause after that, you know, he could simply just back away or, or walk out and do something else. Isn't that wouldn't that be nuts? Wouldn't that be nuts if Luke was like, Yes, we destroyed it and now we're gonna walk away, right? Like it would be so crazy to not continue to take those risks those opportunities especially I guess because of the friends he made along the way Han, Leia, Chewbacca um, and the whole rebel force kind of supporting him and backing him up it's kind of hard to be like no let me walk away from all of this and just live a normal life like my aunt and uncle no no nobody wants that nobody wants to do that but I'm saying like Sometimes it can't happen that way or it works out like that. So he gets this once-in-a-lifetime mission and they eventually meet Han Solo and Chewbacca. And they're just... The thing about them that I liked uh, was that it wasn't so much that they were bad guys. It was more so like... They wouldn't be there if they didn't owe something. So, when I first watched it, I was like, "Obi Wan's the cool, you know, the the person to keep your eyes on." But then once they c- come onto the screen, I'm like, "Okay, these are the guys who are gonna who are gonna shake things up. They're gonna maybe uh, ruin things a little bit." So, uh, not necessarily wild cards, but more so. Um, Unknown. You don't know what their exact goals are. They're just kind of like, yeah, we want to be free, and then after that, we'll see. Which is why uh, he eventually runs away, but then he kind of comes back. Anyways, I say all that to say, I also really, really like the, the... Why can't I talk today? The Millennium Falcon. That thing, I mean... When you want to talk about space travel, when you want to talk about, like, what's your kind of ideal ship looking like? Now, there are any number of things that you could actually make it look like. Like, um, I remember when I watched Lilo and Stitch, I was like, that police cruiser in space kind of thing is kind of, it looks so cool to me. But then after I watched the... uh Star Wars, and I saw the Millennium Falcon. I was like, "Yeah, it's a lot more spread out. There's a there's a uh, more room inside. It feels like it's it takes a team to uh, really operate in it. To just the way that it was shaped, the the kind of disc form of it, and uh, I I just found it not better or worse, but I was kind of like, this thing can do anything, and don't you always kind of like have that attachment to something like a certain car maybe or a bicycle and you're like this thing can handle anything it can take me uh through the mountains it can take me over water it can take me anywhere right and that's kind of how i not necessarily got attached to it but i was just, i was just kind of thinking to myself like the millennium falcon is the spaceship that i would want over any other other ship in the franchise like you have those big ones you have those little ones and then you have like the the moderate to to big ones you know what i'm saying so that's that's the kind of ship i want just something fast something cool something that can fit a bunch of friends and people in there and it's able to you know it's able to to get you to It's able to help you achieve your goals is all I'm trying to say. So when I watch them and I obviously uh, equate Han Solo, Chewbacca to the Millennium Falcon, I just kind of think to myself, how how much do those two really – because they do like a whole – What's it? They do a whole prequel of like Han Solo and how he gets the Millennium Falcon and that whole thing. But I'm just kind of like, I like it a little bit better and more mystery. I kind of like, how did they form together and how did they get the ship? And how did they, you know, I kind of like it being a little loose, you know, not so like this is actually how it all unfolded. But I'm like, no, actually, can we can we just leave that alone? That's why I haven't watched that. That's, like, the only Star Wars movie I haven't watched or, like, really taken in. So, long story short, I see the Millennium Falcon. They go on an adventure, and some stuff happens during Star Wars A New Hope. I'm just talking about, like, Star Wars in general, but this... When I first watched it, I was kind of like, the Millennium Falcon is cool. I want a ship like that. I want that exact ship or whatever. And I want to travel around the galaxy. That That's what was so cool about it is that they could have that freedom to just go wherever they wanted. Sort of. Even though they were in debt and they're just like smugglers. It, it just was so cool. And finally, it is May, May 4th, so I want to say this the force is such a such a vague understanding of it but <clears throat> i kind of just think about it like it comes and it goes it, it's not like a permanent oh well it is a permanent i don't know how to exactly describe it i think i think when luke uses the force from uh obviously Obi-wan tells him use the force Luke and then he does it and then he shoots down and destroys the death Star and whatnot that's cool you know and that's a part of it but wouldn't it be funny if Luke tried to do it but he still missed like it just didn't work out that way and and the I feel like if he used the force, And then he still fails. Like, is the Force always perfect? Or I guess it's more so your connection to it. Huh? Because using the Force doesn't necessarily mean you're always at your strongest, maybe. But I guess the more attached you are to it or the more connection you have to the Force... The more strength and power you'll uh the the more strength and power you'll have to it uh but I kind of just thought of it as like them pulling and pushing objects i never really i didn't really think about the force as like uh actual i don't wanna say organism let me it's like a... <clears throat> What am I trying to say here? To me, when I first watched it, I was just like, it's about hypnotizing people or, like, getting them to do what you want or, you know, maybe as, like, a targeting system of sorts, right? Or maybe belief in yourself. But it's actually a lot more complicated, I guess, or a lot more deep than I give it credit for. But all I'm trying to say is the first time I watched it, using the Force was kind of just like... Okay, whatever, you know, I, I didn't really, I think the force was just kind of a way to be like, you have to get it right this time, or it was kind of a a final effort for people to kind of say, um, it was kind of like a, a saying that they put in there, and it was a, a way to be like, not be religious. If, if that makes sense, you know, some people have like certain diff, different beliefs and then they just put a different kind of context to it. They're like, may the force be with you and you're like, OK, cool, whatever. Overall, I think that Star Wars A New Hope was a perfect introduction to the Star Wars saga, the Star Wars franchise, as I think most people would agree with me on. Um. Even though when I was like I wasn't around when the when that original series came out, I, I I only knew of the prequels, the episode one, two, and three. those were coming out while I was while I was a kid, and <clears throat> I don't know I, I, I just I guess I was too young at the time to really even care all that much, but when I eventually did see them, it was kind of cool to um to look at it like after and then before, you know, kind of see how it all unfolded after we see the the conclusion to it all sort of thing, right? Like that's that was the first time I had ever seen prequels or kind of understood a a whole another story had taken place prior to all of this. And that was very Eye-opening to me. It was like, oh, you could tell a story. You don't have to tell a story very linearly. Like you don't have to introduce Anakin first. You can introduce him him uh, later on. You know, as a as a prequel. You know, you start off with his son instead, and then you can get back to how it all started, how it all became came to be, essentially. And that's what I that's what I liked about the Star Wars franchise. That's kind of what I. I thought was so different about it and Star Wars A New Hope was just it was a little bit uh, I don't want to say cheesy it was a little bit it wasn't of the highest quality you know but you have to think about like the time it was made and what it looked like but for what it was and for what it means to people and how it created this whole franchise I thought it was just so I thought it was so cool and I definitely liked the lightsabers. I liked Obi-Wan and then I came to grow to like Luke and just the whole galaxy is so big. It was just for me I was just kind of like how do they stop telling stories, you know? How can they how can they keep on expanding and and finding new ways to tell different Jedi stories and stuff like that, which is why I was so... its it, it baffles me a bit that they could come up a little bit stale sometimes or they could only stick to one story or one kind of area. It's like there's a whole galaxy out there and upon those, there are galaxies of those galaxies and different realities and different universes of those same galaxies, you know? But they're like tweaked a little bit differently. So I kind of just think like if they're running out of material it's only because they're they're limiting themselves and i feel like star wars has so much potential but they're they're slowly crumbling and and wasting it a bit but other than that star wars a new hope is definitely a great introduction to it if you've never watched star wars and it's a, it's a perfect beginning i think it's one of the the best opening opening films to a franchise that uh, has been made, especially for the time it was made, the story. I think it all just fits perfectly. And yeah, anyways, happy May 4th, guys, and uh, go watch Star Wars if you get a chance. I'll see you guys all next time. Thank you.